That's Quebec's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Bonjour, ici Sandra 5 mars qui vous présente le podcast du Québec, un membre du réseau Canada's Podcast. Nous discutons avec les entrepreneurs qui font bouger les choses ici au Québec. Donc, vous pouvez écouter, découvrir et vous intéresser à l'entrepreneuriat au Canada. Today, we have Alexandre Champoux, who's the CEO and founder of Sevalgo with us. So, Alexandre, thanks for being with us today. Uh, thanks a lot, Sandra, for having us uh, on your podcast. Thank you. So, tell us a little bit more about how you became an entrepreneur and what journey did you have to actually get where you are now? Well, entrepreneur came to me at a very young age. I've... Uh, never known how to do anything else, honestly. And I started when I was basically 10 years old, uh, washing cars in uh, the West Island of Montreal. And uh, then I started cutting grasses, which kind of um, led on to a business which was sold when I was 17 years old. And I had over 350 uh, clients within a three kilometer radius. After that, I turned to uh, landscaping, which was a little bit of an incidence from the, the second company. And that company grew uh, very fast uh, in the West Island as well. We did jobs uh, all over Montreal. And then in 2009, um, that became a construction company when I started uh, studying civil engineering. So I basically uh, had a company called Alliance for 10 years. So from 2009 to 2018, so last summer, uh, we closed down and sold the company. We built major projects all over Montreal, like uh, the Bonaventure Park, which is an emblem uh, in the Montreal core, a portion of the airport of Montreal, uh, metro stations like uh, Honoré Beaugrand, which was the biggest renovation. And uh, we had 50 employees, and at a certain point, we lost control of our operations. So two and a half years ago, uh, me and 14 other engineers got together, and we conceived Sevalgo, which was a platform to help entrepreneurs you know, manage their operations. So that's a fun journey. It's every day. It's a lot of work, but uh, we're passionate about that. That's awesome. So you really built on your experience and then your education to build the company that you have now. And what does it do exactly? So Sevalgo is a web platform that basically links scheduling with live performance feedback. Through the same tools the industry has been using for decades, we are able to collect speed of execution. So with the speed of execution, which is a performance, we're able to predict costs, delays, and resources of ongoing and future projects with artificial intelligence. Wow, that's really cool. And so, so you're located in Montreal and you've been there all your life and thus the reason why you're bilingual, like a lot of Montrealers. And um, so, so what, was your, what is your experience of starting a company, like especially a, like a tech startup in Montreal? Like what are the benefits or what are the challenges that you face being in Montreal? Um, well, first of all, starting uh, a company is never easy. I mean, a lot of startups, it's their first companies, so they have to kind of learn to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. I know it's, you know, everybody says that, but when you live it, 
you just, you have to be passionate about it and you do it every day and you never look back. And I've been doing sacrifices all my life. I mean, I rarely went out and played with friends. I was always on business. And I mean, Montreal is a great place to start a business. There's a lot of people, but there's a lot of help too. Uh, we were with Sevalgo. Uh, we did Centec with ETS. So that's the most important school of engineers, uh, I would say, in Quebec. And um, so they helped us a lot to develop the first stages of our company. And then uh, with further development, we got into uh, Next36, actually through um, at Next AI, which is part of Next36. So Montreal's a great place. There's a lot of help. A lot of people give back. So, I mean, that's... You know, learning from experience is always good, but uh, being an entrepreneur, I guess it's hard to learn. You have to be it. You can learn it, but I mean, you have to be passionate about it. Yeah. So passion. And I think I don't want to drag, but I think that passion is, is, a, is something that, we, that a lot of Quebecers have um, <laughs> <laughs> from, from our personality and maybe our, our, our history. So right now your life is like, you live in Montreal, you're bilingual. Does your client or like, what does your day-to-day look like being a, bi- a bilingual entrepreneur in Montreal? Okay. So that's an interesting story. My day-to-day, what it looks like. I guess I kept very good habits of construction. I get up at 4.15 in the morning and I'm at the office at five and I come back at eight in the, at the evening. So we said a lot of sacrifices, right? So the story is that we had a $6 million company, which we sold and closed down to be uh, CEO of a startup uh, with, you know, a lot of potential, a lot of clients, but initially very hard on cash flow while my wife is pregnant. So, I mean, those are all situations of sacrifices, but you have to be true to yourself and understand, you know, your game plan to make it happen. Um, that was the day to day. Can you re- repeat the second question, perhaps? Our audience here are either in Canada and the States, not all of them are in Quebec. So what does that look like for your company to be growing in a bilingual city? Like does most of your clients are in are, are francophone in the province or anglophones or you're all across Canada? Like when you interact with people, for your businesses and as an entrepreneur, is it mostly in English or in French? I would say that it's mostly in English, even though we started in Quebec, uh, like our first clients were major road companies in Quebec, uh, like Unirock Construction, uh, PEP 2000. Those are our French companies, but uh, we, we, we interact all over Canada and the United States. So, No, we have to be bilingual. So the majority of our business is done in English. Great. Okay, good to hear. And what has been the greatest challenge that you face starting this business or maybe as an entrepreneur? Because you've, you've been an entrepreneur for more than 10 years, as you said. The greatest challenge. Hmm. So basically, um, it's a challenge to find the great people. But I guess that there's a very easy way to filter Uh, the best talent and the people that you need in a startup. So once again, we're bringing back passion and initiative. You know, people that want to have the greatest conditions in a startup when you're starting out, I mean, that makes no sense. So obviously talent is, is one of the, uh, you know, 
biggest problems in all the industries. But once you've had the core people, uh, like, like I said, we were 14 and we just onboarded um, a master's degrees in business from HSC. And I mean, we have talented people that, you know, are not looking for the day-to-day paycheck. They're, they see the long run. But sometimes it's difficult when you want somebody and they don't have the same vision. It's kind of hard to teach them that because once again, you can't teach that. You have to have passion and initiative because if you're passionate, even if you're not the best, you're going to find the way to be the best and initiative. Well, you're going to be able to learn on your own and bring great ideas to the table. So those are, you know, really the two only factors we're looking for uh, in Savalgo. I mean, we have, uh, um, I think it's 11 devs, you know, computer devs, uh, software engineers, and all of them are the same. They're just looking for the goal. I mean, a lot of people are doing sacrifices. And when you do sacrifices, that's where you get a great payoff. That's, you know, that's how I believe it is. Great. Thank you. And, and talking about sacrifices and earlier you said, you know, like having your wife being pregnant, like for all the partners of entrepreneurs, what advice would you say to your partner or to any partners out there to prepare them for living, being the spouse of an entrepreneur? Well, they have to be patient because entrepreneurs, most of the time we're crazy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, being, being patient, but it, it all, always goes through communication. And, you know, if there's true love, the, the, the partner will understand because in my case, I could not have it any other way. I had to do a transition uh, when I closed my company uh, to have, you know, a job and I was miserable. So, I mean, it goes through communication and support and, you know, through communication, you can solve anything. So it's always of being fair with your partner and, you know, um, talking about what makes you happy and what you need to do to actually live a happy life. Yeah. Yeah. I think being happy is definitely, definitely the core of everyone's life, but also of a successful business. And, and talking about like, you know, vision or what makes you happy, like what are, what, are, what are the top three things on your vision board right now? I suffered from construction. I invested 10 years and I gave it everything I've had. And obviously I made a ton of mistakes like growing too fast, working for the wrong people, through keeping the wrong people at strategic places in the company. So the vision of Sivalgo is to make the construction industry better and more profitable. That's the, one of the first goals. And by using our methodologies, we're able to you know, reduce the cost of operations up to 40%. Another goal would be that by tracking performances, we're able to make construction way more efficient. So that has an impact on all the society. I mean, in Montreal right now, it's uh, no surprise. Everybody hates construction. It's everywhere. It's disturbing every single people that lives on the island of Montreal and around. So by making construction more efficient, not only are the construction companies going to make more money, but, you know, all the residents are going to be, you know, less disturbed and annoyed. And then there's a huge impact on the environment by, because by knowing your resources, you're able to plan better. And by planning better, you're wasting less. So just by going less times on a work site, you know, those big heavy trucks, they pollute a lot. So just by being more efficient, we have a, an immense impact on the environment. 
those are the three main goals. But really, if we come back to the why, is because we want to make the construction industry way more efficient. Through artificial intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the, the method, the process that you created that, is, that has been proven to be more efficient than what's been used out there. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, even in beta testing, one of our clients in 2018 saved $347,000 by using our app. So just by reducing double manipulations through scheduling, work orders, uh, live performance feedback, uh, data analysis, and estimation, that natural cycle that all the entrepreneurs do, we linked it together. So we're demonstrating tremendous reductions on cost and also risk. The risk reduction is a little bit more like harder to quantify, but let's say you're doing a bid and you're, you're off. How much is that error worth? It's worth the number of the difference, right? So yeah, we're having a huge impact on the environment of construction in Canada. So we have clients all over uh, Canada actually right now. That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> and, um, and coming back to you, one thing that our entrepreneurs say, and like they, we, we love to hear, depending of the city that you live in, like, you know, some of our best ideas come from when you're outside of the office or, you know, you have a special routine. Like for you, like, where do you go in Montreal to actually get inspired or recharge or just disconnect? That's a tough one because uh, disconnecting is not something that I do really often. But um, I guess that when we go in a lot of events, so we're promoted through Startup Canada, uh, Fundica, a lot of, of road shows. So we, we participate in events and trade shows. So it's always by meeting people, meeting people and exchanging. And also listening is one of the most important factors of an entrepreneur. You think you're always selling and you're always promoting, but if you don't know how to listen, you're in trouble. So I would say that, you know, conversating with people of different industries, different knowledges, uh, different backgrounds, I, I would say that that would be the number one uh, priority to get inspired. Great. That's awesome. So, yeah. And, and it really depends on the personality of the person, right? Sometimes we have answers. that's like, I like to go like hiking or I like to go, you know, like some, like a place quiet, but for you, what energizes you, it's actually to get with people and talk with people from different backgrounds so that you get to learn and then get to grow. Absolutely. Great. Well, and are there any books or podcasts? Where do you get some sort of like knowledge right now that you would like to share with our audience? Well, You know, through Next AI in Montreal, um, there is a lot of great people that come to inspire us. I would say that uh, the Prediction Machines book is um, an AI book uh, for the general public. It explains all the, the, the factors involved. And um, from uh, Ajay Agral in Toronto, and I really appreciated that book. But through Next AI, we have a lot of mentorship, a lot of experienced people that come to uh, give us extra knowledge. And I would say that uh, my two other co-founders participate a lot because we're very different, but we all come from a construction background. But uh, Gabriel Croteau, which is our CPO, He worked with us um, at Alliance for five years as an estimator and project manager. He has the gift of simplicity and he's in charge of the product, but he's very good in research. He's always finding the newest thing, the newest method. So 
I would say that we split the responsibilities and uh, Gabriel's good at that. And Samuel uh, Croteau, his brother, uh, actually, he's the CTO and he's in charge of the dev team. So he's an expert in AI and machine learning, uh, having worked at uh, Genetech and CIA. So he is um, very um, up to the newest technology. So these two guys bring a lot to the table when it's, uh, it's the time to get involved with some new and creative methods. Yeah, that's great. So like, instead of having for you to be up to date with everything that's going on in your, in your sphere, you actually like split the, uh, split the, the knowledge so that together you have like common knowledge about everything you need to know to be uh, up on the edge. Absolutely. It's always about the team, right? You can't do everything by yourself and by having the best team, that's how we're going to have, you know, the best way to change the construction industry. Great. Well, then we're already at the last question. So uh, this one is for you personally. So there is a small, beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean. And there's only one phone booth and no internet. So you have no access to technology. We take a boat, we drop you there. And the question is, well, two questions. So how long would it take you before you pick up that phone and call the boat so that it comes and pick you up? And the second one is, what would you do in between the time that you're dropped there and that you pick up that phone? It depends. Am I going to be with my wife on that island or am I by myself? You're going to be by yourself. Wow. Okay. So I would, pr I would probably call my wife fairly fast, but I mean, um, after that waiting for the boat, I would probably, um, play around with a lot of things. I would build stuff. I'd break stuff. I'd play around with a lot of things, but this is an interesting question because that it's a weird answer, but that's how I would like to end my days on an Island with nothing with my family you know, being involved with all the technology, having the contrast. And that's like one of my dreams, actually, to be um, designated to a rest area and having, you know, just the basic needs to um, fulfill. So, yeah, I, I would love being on a desert island after having accomplished. That's after having accomplished all my goals. So it would be the reward, I would say. Great. That's, that's a great answer. And like, I'm sure your wife is, will be listening and being like, yes, <laughs> I like this answer. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Alexandra. So, um, so how can our listener get a hold of you? And is there anything you would like to add before we, we end this, uh, this conversation today? Yeah, so basically, uh, very easy to get in touch. Civalgo, C-I-V-A-L-G-O.com is the best way. My phone number is on the site. You can call me almost 24 hours a day and uh, we would be happy to help anybody in the construction industry or if people want to get involved we're always looking for the best talent so uh, fairly easy to get in touch with us and i would say maybe something that will be intriguing for our audience is learning how you get a business started with 14 people i to me that's <laughs> one of the first question i would ask if i were to pick up that phone Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll be happy to answer that. Uh, there's no secrets. It's, it's all about leadership. There you go. There's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. We'll chat soon. Thank you very much, Sandra. Have a great day. Ici Sandra 5 Mars. Je vous remercie d'avoir pris le temps d'écouter le podcast du Québec sur le réseau de Canada's Podcast. Nous espérons que vous avez apprécié l'entrevue d'aujourd'hui. Assurez-vous de vous insérer en notre infolette, de nous laisser un commentaire sur iTunes, puis vous pouvez nous suivre sur Twitter, Facebook, Instagram et LinkedIn afin d'en apprendre davantage 
sur ce que font les autres entrepreneurs canadiens. Vous pouvez donc écouter, découvrir et vous intéresser à l'entrepreneuriat au Canada avec Canada's Podcast. À la prochaine!